morning again. Um, oh, I need these, I'm sorry. When I was first given this topic to talk about, it was about uh, what is God's heart for the church. And um, as you can imagine, I was praying quite frankly, God, what is your heart for Resound? And I felt that God spoke quite clearly, clearly to me on two occasions. On one occasion, it was the morning after I spoke last, back in November. And I was driving around in my van, just collecting things like a Monday morning for the work the week ahead. And I was driving up to a set of traffic lights. I can actually remember it was in Easton. I looked up and before me was a big billboard. And on this billboard, it had a huge table with all the Christmas goodies that you would expect, the turkey, the sprouts, the potatoes, everything like that. And, um, and the just had a tag and it said, extend the table. Then a couple of weeks after that, I was driving around. It was the same Tesco advert, but this time it was, uh, the title was, Invite the Stranger. So I really felt God spoke quite clearly to me on that occasion. The other occasion was over between Christmas and New Year. And it was this time it was through a dream. That's right, I've gone ahead of my notes. Yeah, uh, and this dream was a bit bizarre. Uh, I thought, God, is that really you speaking? But the more I thought about it and the more I pondered about it, I really felt it was a quite a clear dream for the church and for us as individuals. And I'll try to explain this dream to you. Uh, my dream was set in an ornate garden, something you would see in Midsummer Murders. Sarah's been flooding me with Midsummer Murders between Christmas and New Year. So in this dream, I was working with a group of people, and the task, my task in this job, our task in this, in this, was to erect a high water tank to water the garden, which was full of beautiful flowers. So we had to come up with a, with, to build a structure to hold the tank up in the air to enable the water pressure, you know, the pressure to be sufficient to water the whole garden. In my job, we often, at work, we often need a lot of water to mix the adhesives up and everything, and that means trenching around in mud and grime on site looking for a water source. And quite often, when on new sites, they don't have any uh, water taps. They use uh, water bowsers or a barrel, you should see. And this is quite funny, because I was thinking about this during the game. I was like, God, I don't know about this dream. What is it about? And I pulled up on site the other week, drove down to get the keys to go into a house, and right in front of me as I walked was a bowser and a barrel being filled up. I thought, hmm, I think you're saying something, God. So yeah, so, um, but the people in my dream who I was working with wanted to take the easier option and use the water barrel, but I said, no, that is far too small. We need to use the water bowser. It would hold more water, last longer, and have better water pressure. Um, then we had the water bowser in place and um, we knew we had to fill, fill it up. But the only water source we had was a waterfall, which was a run, fast running, abundant, and it was some distance away from the bowser. The people I were working with, they wanted to take an easier option and use the blue piping you find on sites, what connects every house, new house, to the water source. And it's about an inch in diameter. Um, but I wanted to use a much bigger pipe, which would let the water flow faster, fill the bit bowser quicker, and that's what we did. 
And then I was woke up by my alarm. It was the only day in the in the holidays that I had to set an alarm because we had a, a guy coming out to sort our broadband out. So you might think, well, Mike, what is God speaking to you through that? There's you know, what is he saying? Yeah, that's what I said when I first had that dream. So first of all, I want to start with a waterfall and think about what God is saying for our vision for the year ahead. Um, Even though I believe God was talking to us as a church, but I think it was also a message for us as individuals. The strength of any church is only as strong as the people who are a part of it. The waterfall, it was fast flowing. It had fresh water, which spoke to me about being refreshed, being renewed, about being in the presence of God, sitting at the front foot of Jesus, being energized by his presence and being strengthened by the Holy Spirit, which reminded me a few years ago when um, you were talking about prophetic words this morning, uh, spoke to me about when Wayne Drain came with a few others and prophesied into the church life. And one of the lines of one of these were, it's going to be at the top as well, of this was, I felt God wanted to challenge each one of you individually for this season to remind you of your first love. And as you individually are reminded of your first love, that actually together, corporately, that God wants you to join together to remind you of your first love in in a place of drawing close to his heart again in pursuing intimacy, there is a new sound that he wants to stir in you again. I feel God was calling us to go deeper with him. We need to find how best to rest in God and how that looks like for us. We need to find peace, which is hard in this day and age. We need to continually ask God for more, a refueling of his Holy Spirit in us. Then when I thought about the pipe work, and if we used this narrow one, how easy it would become blocked, kinked, and how the water would stop or even stop, be really slowly flowing to the water bowers, so the bowser couldn't be refreshed. I felt God ask us some important questions at this time. How are our, how are our communication levels to God, communication channels? Do we allow God to flow, flow through us and in us? Are there any blockages in our life that stops us tuning into God? I feel God is asking us to do a stop check on our lives to help reveal areas that we need to help we need help in to unblock. It could be a number of things. And then secondly, or what is our what are our tanks like? Are we running on empty spiritually? Are we running on empty emotionally? Are we running on empty physically? What are the actions we need to put what are, the, what are the actions we need to put in to allow fresh water in our tanks? What does that allow for us? Do we need to change our life priorities? In Germany, Jeremiah 2, verse 25, it says, Slow down. Take a deep breath. What's the hurry? Why wear yourself out? Just what are you after anyway? And then I thought, what, are, what is the fruit of our garden? What is the fruit we are producing in our lives? It's important that we keep our garden well watered to enable to produce more fruit. And then I was reminded of Angela's talk many years, well, a couple of years ago about the watering can, and you can find that on the podcasts. And that reminded me of our resound vision, that we are a gathered community, powerfully spirit-filled, 
graciously outpouring to enable us to love and empower individuals, love and impact the city, and actively care for the world. That's what is at the heart of Resound, and that's what we endeavour to do as a community of people. So let me just share what I thought God was saying through the Tesco advert. Firstly, the table was laid out with all the food you expect for a Christmas banquet. It was complete, but nobody sat at the table enjoying it. It reminded me of two pieces of scripture. In Songs of Songs 2, verse 4, it says, Let him lead me to the banqueting hall, and let his banner over me be love. God leads us to him. Do we allow him to, to, to show us his love? And also the parable of the great feast in Luke 14, 15 to 24. And I'll just read that out. Hearing this, a man sitting at the table with Jesus exclaimed, what a blessing it would be to attend a banquet in the kingdom of God. Jesus replied with this story. A man prepared a great feast and sent out many invitations. When the banquet was ready, he sent his servants to tell the guests, come, the banquet is ready. But they all began making excuses. One said, I've just bought a field. I must inspect it. Please excuse me. Another said, I have just bought five pairs of oxen. I want to try them out. Please excuse me. Another said, I now have a wife. I can't come. The servant returned and told his master what they had said. The master was furious and said, go quickly into the streets, the alleys and towns, and invite the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. After the servant had done this, he reported, there is still room for more. So his master said, go into the country lanes and behind the hedges and urge anyone you find to come so that the house will be full. For no one of those I first invited would get into the, for none of those I first invited will get even the smallest taste of my banquet. The dinner table is laid out and ready, but the food is getting cold. God invites us to dine. He's waiting for us. He's inviting us into his presence. It speaks to me, it speaks, sorry, it speaks to me as us, the church, as it speaks to a family. It speaks of community for us coming together and all the things God has in store for us. On many occasions, the Bible speaks of Jesus using meal times to engage with people, often to teach them important things. He continues to call us to his table to teach us. I think one of the best ways we can learn from each other is through a meal. That's probably why Alpha works so well. It makes us more comfortable, relaxed. We're usually more open and receptive. I mean, there are many occasions in the Bible when Jesus used meal times to teach people. These are just a couple. In Luke 5, Jesus ate with the tax collectors who were seen to be the lowest of the low. In Luke 7, a sinful woman entered into Simon the Pharisee's home and shocked all who were there. She was coming to seek forgiveness from Jesus. Jesus wasn't angry. When his agenda was disrupted, he showed love and compassion. In Luke 9, Jesus fed the 5,000. He was there to preach and teach. It was not on his agenda to feed them, but he knew their physical needs and fed them miraculously. And Luke 10, we have the story of Mary and Martha. A question I think we need to ask ourselves, are we too busy to spend time with the people or in the presence of God? Finally, I've got my final comments are, the overwhelming I thought I get from this is God as a church wants us to extend our table. 
I think God sends out a challenge to us all. And the things we are as a church, we need to extend our table and invite the stranger. What does that look like? I'm not quite sure. But in my dream and in the effort, God is speaking about the big. We need to be more expectant. We need to be more open to others and the Holy Spirit. We need to put our listening ears on. I think it's time as a church to take it to another level. Taking steps into the unknown, knowing by faith in these moments that God will meet us when we speak out and step out. A couple of weeks when a couple of weeks ago, when Emily spoke, she spoke about how she had started run, running and how she had put the foundations in running the 5K, and that when she challenged herself to run the 10K, she she was surprised how easier it was. She thought it was time for Resign to start running the 10K. Well, I tend to agree with Emily. It's time to take things up a level. I think we, like Emily, running the 10K, we'll actually find it easier than we expect. We shouldn't let our fears, our finances hold us back. Our country, our community, and the neighborhood around Resound needs God, and we play an important part in showing God's love to people. That's the end of my talk. I just want to share a picture I had this morning up in the prayer room. And I was praying and we were, I was looking out to that side and there was a barren tree. And actually, you know that this year time of year it's just winter and it's barren because it's got no leaves and it looks dead. And I said, God, what are you saying to me through that picture? And I just felt God say that some people here or one or two feel spiritually dead. In fact, they feel spiritually barren. But actually, in the roots, there's life. And in your roots, there's life. So don't, you know, eventually fruit will come. In a couple of months' time, that tree will be full of leaves back to life. And I think you just need to trust God where you are and um, expect the fruit to come. Thank you. <laughs>